Repot It is presented by Rerouted. Rerouted is an online marketplace where you can buy, sell, or donate your used outdoor gear. If you have gear that's collecting dust in your closet or not being used anymore, please consider selling or donating it on rerouted.co. That's R-E-R-O-U-T-E-D dot C-O. Now, on to the Repot It podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Repot It, the Rerouted Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Schoening. As always, I'm here with a uh, rapidly becoming a very dear friend of mine, Cyrus Faramarzi. Cyrus, how's it going today, man? Not too bad, man. How about yourself? I'm doing really, really well. Uh, our our uh, friendship dates way back about a month ago when we met at a at a wedding over over on Kauai. Um, and you are, I learned, are are quite the surfer. And I wanted you to to come on today to share a little bit about uh, learning to surf, uh, kind of how you got into it, and and maybe a surf story or two. You think you can think you can handle that? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely uh, stoked to kind of pass what I've kind of learned over these last few years for sure. Awesome. So when did uh, when did you get started surfing, and and how'd you get into it? Well, I'd say that surfing really started uh, 2019, actually. I'm pretty new to this whole thing, given the fact that, like, I grew up and born and raised in San Diego, more in the suburbs, but still within, like, a 50 to 20-minute range of, you know, any major just beach. But, yeah, really the journey, I think, kind of started, like, um, when I took a trip to Costa Rica when I was uh, switching over to a new company. I went with one of my best friends, and basically uh, when we got there, uh, you know, knew that it was a good surf spot, at least a few places we were on the coast saw that opportunity and said, well, you know, no better place than here to learn how to surf, like actually surf. Growing up, I did a lot of boogie boarding. My dad taught me that. Um, and that was sort of within my comfort zone, but was always kind of curious about it. But as the years went on and I stayed local for college in San Diego, I'm thinking, you know, this is kind of a travesty. I really need to learn and like, not just, you know, try to go out for a couple of times, but really just make it part of the routine. So by 2019, we learned a little bit in uh, Costa Rica. Then I took out, you know, a beginner, like kind of foamy board from Costco, the classic wave storm, just to start and learn and get my wings under me. And that kind of meandered into 2020. And then obviously COVID hit from there because the gyms were out of commission, basically at that point, and no one was you know, gathering in that way. I'm thinking, well, no better time than to just continue and go multiple times a week minimum. So that's when I really started to go out to like local breaks. Luckily where I was living at the time, I was about 10 minutes away. And just started going back and forth and just to practice, practice, practice all that time that was put in. And I got to make a shout out to my friends, Parker and Angela. They really showed me the ropes like from front to back and, you know, really thankful and fortunate that they were able to show me that. And yeah, basically from there, it was uh, getting invested in, you know, uh, whether that be, um, you know, getting things for the car, like a lockbox, for example, or. Um, getting, you know, better surf wax or looking at the different leashes. I mean, granted, you don't need much just to start out on the foamy, but you definitely want to get out there and um, practice as much as you can before you can really start to, you know, see what days look like, what every day out there is somewhat different. You may get a, a couple of days in a row where it's um, sort of similar surf conditions, but in reality, every day feels different. Depending on the break you go, every that's the one biggest learning lesson I think I was learning is that you know, you're not going to expect the same kind of roller coaster ride. You're really, um, you know, out in nature, so to speak, which really helped me connect. And that was a cool thing. So 2020 was basically gung ho. And since that point, I essentially just 
started to go whenever I could. It was my favorite form of exercise. Low key, also a really cool like source of meditation, honestly, when you're out there, no phone, no watch. You're kind of just watching the sunset almost every day if you can get out there, especially in the summer. And then from there, it was just, you know, continue um, into hopefully the winter, which we kind of did a little bit. Um, but really stoked on the fact that um, my first actual board, I got to give a shout out to Degree 33 Surfboards. Um, they're out here in California, or in San Diego, I should say, I think in Carlsbad. Um, I saw kind of what their material was on um, the board. I think it was somewhat of like, if I remember correctly, it was more of like a hardened sort of less fiberglass vibe, I guess, or just feel and more of like a hardened sort of surface that even though, you know, you don't want to ding a hard top for sure, you know, when you're investing in your first, you know, non-foam board, um, the material felt like, you know, you want to be delicate with it, but it could almost take a little bit of a beating, at least on the front of it too, when you're thinking about all the UV exposure when you're out there. Uh, so my first board, like real board was a degree 33, just eight foot egg. I just wanted to get out there basically and continue my version of what I thought was really fun surfing, which is just riding, you know, intermediate waves, just kind of having fun and getting as many, catching as many waves as possible on a longboard. Typically it's easier to do so until you hit, you know, large surf, which I am in no way um, qualified to say I ride right now. I'm still considered a kook in my book. And one cool <laughs> thing, at least to know though, was that, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a learning process. There is no destination with this. With surfing, I think it's, you just got to go out there and it's basically like an evolving process. It's new age or kind of, you know, Southern California, as that sounds, it's really, you know, the embodiment of what the, the, the activity kind of is, which I was super stoked on, but I got to give a shout out to degree 33 and yeah, that board, that board's still a really fun uh, favorite of mine. That's awesome. Do you remember like the first time that you, that you like stood up and felt like you were, you were really surfing? Cause I, when I was, when I was a kid in, in middle school, we went and had like a, a surf lesson out, out in Hawaii once. And uh, it was, you know, a couple hours and, and you didn't really feel like you were surfing. You were kind of just out there. Um, do you remember the first time that you kind of got up and, and rode a wave and felt like, okay, th- this is it. Yeah. Oh man, dude, I can't forget. There's a couple of memories actually one on a day where I really fully stood up, stood up and, you know, realized that I could ride the momentum and it wasn't this daunting task was a cloudy, choppy day. Actually one of the worst middle of summer too. Uh, by the time the fog actually rolled in, you could barely see anything in your face. And we were out there and I'm sitting there with uh, my friend Angela and she's like, dude, this is the day you really got to get determined to stand up here. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Um, and so I got up there and uh, we were just practicing for a bit. And when the day was almost over, I got up and I stood up and I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. But to ride a, a really amazing wave, I want to say there was another day at the same break. This is at 25th and Del Mar. Um, it was actually a really nice sunny day after work. And eventually I was getting to a point where I knew I could take off and sort of, you know, build momentum with how I time my paddle out essentially when I'm catching the wave. And when that happened, Basically, I ended up catching the face of like just a little two footer, but the basically I felt like I was levitating. It was really magical, honestly. It was really fun because it was just like all that work is paying off to where like it didn't feel like a whole lot of work when I was popping up. I could kind of focus in on where I was kind of turning a little bit. And at the same time, it was nice to kind of meander and move around. And um, yeah, I felt like I was floating a little bit. There was that and also another day at the same break, I think, where um, at this time I was just by myself. Typically I'd be accompanied by my friends that first day where I stood up, I was with friends. 
this time I think I just went alone and met up with my buddy Parker um, a little bit later on in the session. But I think I had about an hour to myself. I get up there, one other guy out there, and it was kind of an overcast day again, but we're getting out and yeah, I caught two or three in a row that I just felt like, okay, this is almost like effortless, kind of the, the longboarding vibe I was kind of pining for. Um, grew up doing a lot of longboarding in San Diego and I felt like, well, what could the difference be? And I learned real quick that the difference is kind of uh, staggering if you're not ready or prepared for certain things out in the water. So when I finally was able to practice enough to get um, on the board and stand up and sort of like meander as if I was longboarding, that was a super like special moment for sure. All right. You knew it was coming. Tell us about uh, the first day, <laughs> the first day I met you and, uh, and, and what happened out there, out there on the, on the water. Oh man. Yeah, man. This, <laughs> I, I knew I was going to uh, talk about as soon as I and... invited you on the podcast <laughs> to talk about surfing, you knew I was going to make you talk about this. Oh man. No. And honestly, what's, what's awesome, man, is I look back on it and it was a good learning lesson, but also just funny that it happened on, you know, an awesome vacation, like celebrating our close friend's wedding. But yeah. Long story short, you know, I was really gung ho about Hawaii surfing. You know, I knew that there was no wetsuit necessary. You can get out there and uh, just kind of feel around a little bit. The water's great. I mean, you know, it's Kauai, right? So getting out there, I was reading about reef breaks and the key difference is that you're talking about hard sharpened rocks that embody the bottom of the uh, seafloor, for lack of a better term, I guess, as opposed to really mostly sand breaks out in, you know, California, especially in San Diego. So, you know, back home, you know, I can just walk kind of out there, obviously shuffle your feet for stingrays, but when you're walking out there, you know, you have a real calm sense of, well, if I, whatever I touch down on the seafloor is just nice soft sand going into Hawaii, I realized real quick, you know, this is um, some serious reef where you're looking out and you'll see some rocks, basically like jagged kind of standing above the waterline, depending on where you go. And that could be even 30 feet out um, into, you know, basically like 30 feet away, 30 yards or 30 feet away from the shore. So looking at that, I was like, okay, nothing I haven't seen before, maybe a little bit. Like, and there's some rocks standing up at certain breaks. You just go around it, swim around. But realizing that the entirety of the bottom was reef made me realize that, like, when you're catching a wave, you better be ready to turn out and make sure you're avoiding some of these problem areas. Because it seems to me like the rip current was stronger. It was going towards these, like, kind of collection of rocks. And overall, you know, you want to be more vigilant out there and, you know, being that it's on an island too, you don't know exactly how these waves are going to break or what the strength of it is. So getting out there was humbling because the day said two to three feet, which yeah, it felt like I was able to cat. I caught two really amazing, like three foot waves. I was able to like, I just rented like a nine foot foaming because I just wanted to catch as much as I could. And after a lot of day, a long time of just paddling and, you know, not catching anything. Um, eventually I was able to catch these nice ones, just a nice, right and continued on that for a while, bailed out when I had to, obviously not to get close to that reef little break area in the middle. So, you know, at this point though, now we've been at it for about like an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. And, um, you know, my stamina is starting to let me down a little bit. I'm thinking, you know what, I should have thought in my head retrospectively, this is a marathon, not a sprint. We're here in the island for a few more days. So let's, you know, maybe take it easy. But I kind of was like, yeah, you know what, I want to get one more wave, just one more, you know, it's already, bucket list off, off the board. You know, I've surfed in Kauai, I've caught waves. It's been amazing. So I want to catch one more. Problem is, is that um, when the waves started to break a little bit um, in more frequency, I think toward the end of the evening, 
I realized that like uh, I was in between two sets basically and I was not able to turtle roll my board as efficiently as I thought kind of got pushed out and the strength of these was a lot uh, harder than what I was expecting totally caught off guard and by the time that it kind of pushed me back I realized that I was going straight in for this like reef sort of collection of rocks um, like in the in the center there <laughs> the exact place I was trying to avoid now I was trying to paddle out, but you know, going straight at it was kind of fruitless at that point. My stamina was completely shot, had nothing in the tank. And so by that point, I kind of realized that I was just getting stuck. Now, when I realized I was in trouble, I think was when kind of like basically my ass like hit the rock first because I knew I wasn't like swimming towards it. I was kind of like grabbing my board and sort of backing into it per se, knowing that like if I could take my legs and kind of just like release and launch myself off the rock, I could get a head start back on the board, paddle out as quickly as I could and make the left eventually get back to shore. All I knew is I had to go straight into the left. Then I could avoid the rip, get back to the beach and just go home and call the day. Unfortunately, by the time that the waves were hitting me on this reef, they were actually continuously hitting me to the point where they were strong and I was almost stuck there. Realizing at that point that I was like, okay, this is like, probably a place where this happens to a lot of people who are inexperienced and now I'm part of that list. So I'm kind of waiting in the water. My board's a little bit away from me, but I grab it. So I'm looking around and I'm thinking, okay, if I look down, I don't want to just like jam my foot onto, you know, a reef rock basically, and then just jump on. I want to make sure like I get my foot way embedded in like the little cracks and crevices. So when I jump off, I can really get some momentum going and I can, in my head, I thought that, you know, I need to look for the darker spaces within the reef because that's, you know, that's where my ticket is to get out of here. And that's where these sea urchins ended up living. So I basically launched my right toe first, especially. I wanted to push off with not my foot, but mainly like just my toe area so I could just kind of get on. And when I launched my toe into, I jammed it into the crevice, basically, I came out and sea urchins completely just penetrated my toe, mainly really focused on like my my left big toe and like the second one there but yeah like i immediately pulled it out looked at all the black markings i could see like the purple sort of poison within it in real time and then my body went into full blown basically like panic mode like i gotta get out of here and after a while of struggling i finally got on and luckily i didn't have to walk on my um, feet at the moment but when i finally got back to shore it was a lot of recovery and you know lifeguard comes over and says you know what you just gotta soak that in vinegar there's no way to get the barbs out there's no way that you can, you know, pick it because they'll disintegrate your foot. You got to sit there and, you know, make it like you're baking apple cookies. I don't even know what they use apple cider vinegar for, but, you know, I never want to smell that again. But basically submerged my foot all weekend and, you know, made a, made a friend in the process. So it was really, uh, really funny in that way where, you know, it, it definitely was a humbling experience to know that, you know, you got to be careful out there in the reefs. What was nice was after a little bit of recovery time on the first day, I was able to go back a second day, but wasn't truly able to catch any waves the second day, unfortunately. And then from there, I wanted to you know rest and sort of make sure everything else was ready for the wedding. But definitely, uh, I think it's kind of funny that two hours into this big trip, I was hyping up that that happened. And, you know, it was a good learning lesson for sure. But yeah, that that's what I was going to say. I met this guy 
maybe 45 minutes before he goes out surfing the next time the next time i see you your foot's all black with these barbs and and the the whole house smells like vinegar for you know the next three days and uh it was it was a blast we we had uh we had a we had a lot of fun on that trip um i'm and i'm really really glad that you were able to uh able to go back and and at least get out there again and and um you know, it didn't, it didn't seem like it ruined, it ruined your trip too much. It, it didn't, it didn't, didn't make it too down. Thanks man. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was still an amazing time, honestly. All right. So you talked about that degree 33, was it, was your first board? Yeah. And would you say, would you say that's your favorite board that you have or, is, or do you have another one that, uh, that you love? Yeah. Between degree 33, I think. And then I also just have a nine foot foamy, uh, Odyssey. Uh, board. They're from a company called Cat Surf in uh, Encinitas um, in San Diego, but um, they, I think, specialize in a lot of like fun boards, mainly just for like, they have short boards that are foam. I think it's, I think mainly the whole line is foam, but um, definitely like when you're looking for just a really fun day and you just want to catch everything and it's still nice to get out there and, you know, kind of have a less, or I should say a more forgiving sort of surface on a foamy. Yeah, uh, Catch Surf's Odyssey boards are really fun. But yeah, Degree 33, at least for a, a stable uh, hard top, is still yeah going to be my go-to when we uh, you know get back into it, hopefully uh, yeah, when winter starts picking up a little bit. Awesome, man. Well, I really, uh, really appreciate your time here and, and coming on the podcast with us. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, man. Seriously appreciate it and uh, glad we could uh, catch up. Awesome. Thank you to Cyrus for joining us. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you are interested in purchasing gear on Rerouted's website, check us out at rerouted.co. If you have gear to sell, something that you've used a bit and maybe uh, maybe doesn't, it doesn't work exactly for you the way that you want it to, or maybe you've had it for a while and are ready to get something new, please check out our app on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Thanks everyone again for listening and uh, thanks for being a part of the rerouted repotted audience. <laughs>